This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Okay, welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and uh, my co-host, Tony Shores, here today. And we also have a special guest Matt here is another attorney for us, and he's uh, an elder care attorney, Tony. So in case you uh, decide to go to nursing home next week, uh, he can help you out. So, Wow. Elder care attorney. I- I'm interested to find out what that means and what, what, you, what you do, Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I, I, that's a common question that I get. Is, is what and he's is. not old, so it's not <laughs> like he's an elder attorney. <laughs> Right. That's yeah, elder that's care what, attorney. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So basically, as an elder care attorney, we help families when they're dealing with a long-term care crisis for a loved one. So sometimes they are trying to proactively uh, protect assets from having to spend everything in a long-term care stay, like at a nursing home or an assisted living facility. And other times they are already in crisis where a family member has been in the nursing home for a number of months and the the cost of care can be anywhere from maybe $4,000 a month in an assisted living facility on the low end to on the high end in a skilled nursing home, $10,000, $12,000 a month. So uh, it's real numbers that people are dealing with. and. A lot of them don't know where to turn. They don't, I've found that most of them don't even know the questions to ask because it's something that they may only deal with once or twice out of their whole lives. So something that I, I deal with regularly on a daily basis with, with different families. So um, there's a lot of stuff that people aren't aware of. Yeah, I bet that makes perfect sense. So um, we're going to be talking about this and it's funny because my, my mother was recently in this situation, uh, where she needed, um, uh, care in a facility and my parents don't have a lot of money. So they had to look at their options and it was about $10,000. It was between eight and $10,000 a month where she was at. And of course they don't have that. So that was interesting. <laughs> Uh, and when people get to that point, uh, that's not that's not good if they don't have that money or some type of coverage for it. And Chris, I know we've talked about long term care, uh, but Matt, um, I imagine what you're talking about is like Medicaid and Medicare, or that, that's correct. That's uh, Medicaid is the largest payer of nursing home care in the United States, um, so most people that wind up in a nursing home eventually have to have their care provided for and paid through the Medicaid program, which is a federal program. It also has some state specific elements as well. So that's another place that people run into confusion. I always find it's crazy. It's like 
You have a federal program that's run by the states. So all the states like put their own twist on it. Like, shouldn't it just be the same everywhere? <laughs> it would make it a lot easier if it was the yeah. same everywhere. But uh, from state to state, you could run into very different, you know, elements and, and different um, so, eligibility so, requirements from a financial standpoint. So, so it's all over the map. So Tony, postage stamps in your state are 60 cents now and ours are only 50 cents. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that wouldn't make that's, any sense. I mean, and yeah. That's weird. So, but Medicare, I think, I think people get confused. It, I, I think it's, we talked about this with my dad. I think it's atrocious that you could pay into a Medicare system for 60 years and you don't have much coverage. I don't, I don't think people understand that. Right. I think the, the one of the biggest misconceptions that I hear is people aren't really sure of the difference between Medicaid and Medicare, and they'll use them interchangeably. Yeah, and They should change the word to they, one of them. They could change. Yeah, something, yeah, they're so close together that it, it is confusing. But really what Medicare comes down to, it's, it's designed to pay for your doctor's visits, your medications, it also pays for short-term rehabilitation stays in a nursing facility. So let's say someone falls and breaks their hip and they go into the hospital, they get surgery, and before they can go home, the doctor says, well, you need to do some rehab. You need to go to a nursing home. So Medicare covers that stay. But what a lot of people are unaware of is at a maximum, Medicare will only cover up to 100 days so, while someone's so that in the was the exact home. scenario of my dad. My dad went in to get a hip replacement. Okay. And when he was rehabbing, his Alzheimer's got worse. And then. And, and that's something, too, that I've learned is is a lot of. It's almost like when someone has a, a fall or an accident like that, it, it triggers a lot of things, a lot of other things cognitively. And, and there's a very steep decline that happens pretty rapidly. And so, so he ended up, same thing. He ended up having to go in a nursing home and then, you know, we spent $90,000 and then eventually passed away. Right. Sure. So he never got on the Medicaid. Yeah. And, and I, a lot of what I've heard is, well, people say, well, my mom, she's in the nursing home right now. So Medicare's covering it. So we're good. And if there's one takeaway for the listeners out there, it's that Medicare is not a long-term option to pay for long-term care. Like I said, it's capped at a hundred days and often people don't even get past day 20, 25, because once you, once the, the person receiving rehab plateaus, meaning they don't, they don't continue improving, Medicare is not going to keep paying for them and they'll, it's called, they'll cut them from the program. And so, and that was, again, that was my dad, you know, so once he had Louie bodies, okay. which is kind of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, Parkinson's together. Yep. So they're like, well, well, he's not going to get better. So we're not paying anymore. I don't think he got 10 days. <laughs> right. It, some, so if you're, if you're in that process, know that that cut is coming pretty soon. And the decision to make is you can either go home or if you stay here, you have to start paying privately. And that's when the bill becomes eight to 10 to $12,000 on a monthly basis. And most people just don't have that capacity to pay that for a long period of time. So they run out of money quickly. And we could probably go into um, more of this in another episode, but do you have to be completely broke to go on Medicaid? 
I mean, yes and no. There's there's certain there's a good attorney answer, isn't that? <laughs> so that's so a good basically, answer. <laughs> but let me clarify for our listeners first uh, before we dig into this. So what we've said is Medicare does not really cover long term care, but Medicaid does, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So Medicaid is they call it the payer of last resort um, when people meet the financial eligibility requirements for Medicaid then the the state will continue paying their bill um, at a at a agreed upon rate with the nursing home but the person is no longer on the hook for all of the their care costs their income will still have to be paid but the balance gets covered by Medicaid so and again it will go on other shows but obviously there's planning there to you know m- most of these, conditions don't just creep up on you, right? I mean, Alzheimer's takes a while, you know, so these, there is some pre-planning we could do, right? but there is some crisis stuff you can do too, so. Yeah, I I think sticking with the crisis piece of it, I mean, I said a minute ago that the yes and no answer of, of do you have to spend everything? And there are, like I said, there are eligibility requirements and those requirements are different if you're a single person versus a married couple. In most situations for a single person, the numbers are pretty drastic. It's here in Ohio, you have to, to have only $2,000 to your name. I know in other states, it might be in the eight to $10,000 range, but that's it. That's your savings, your checking, your retirement accounts, your cash value, life insurance. That's ludicrous. If you have more than that, then you won't be eligible. Wow. Wow. I mean, 2000 bucks that's not a lot of money. I mean, who plans to have $2,000 left? Right. <laughs> it's almost what's the incentive because... So basically, and what we were trying to work out with uh, my parents when my mom went in, uh, fortunately she improved. They thought she had Lewy bodies because she has Parkinson's, but it was really more from a concussion from the fall, and she did improve. Mm. So she ended, oh, wow. up, she ended up getting out after about three or four months. But... Um, we're looking at, you know, Medicaid and they basically take your money until you have, you have to pay money in until you have nothing. And then Medicaid kicks in. Is that how it works? That, that is how it works. Yes. And I think there's always been this stigma around the term Medicaid and people associate it with, it's only available if you're quote unquote poor. And the, there's different Medicaid programs for many different situations. And the situation that I deal with as an elder care attorney is it's called Medicaid for the aged, blind, and disabled. And so you have to be at least 65 years old or disabled or blind to be eligible for this program from the get-go. But I, I actually read a an interesting statistic the other day, it was uh, from Morningstar, it was from about a year and a half ago, 62% of beds in nursing homes nationwide are paid for by Medicaid. So for people who think it's not that common, you know, oh, yeah. almost two out of every three people. And, and speaking of common, I mean, we, we talk about this in our seminars that you know, there's stats that show and it's hard to believe this stat that two out of three people over 65 will end up in a nursing home. So that's 
that yeah, must be staggering. that must be that must be Matt and you, Tony, because of course I'm never going in, right? So you know, just look around. The person on your right and your person on your left's gonna go in because of course it's never gonna happen to you, right? So right. Um, but so if like if I if I told people if I had a room full of people and said, Look, two out of three of your houses are gonna burn down, would you do something? Would you do some planning? Would you buy some insurance? Would you do? I mean, yep. I mean, the cost of a nursing home is like a house burning down, right? Right. I mean, it's several hundred thousand dollars. So, um, but people like it's just not going to happen to me. I'm just going to drop dead of a heart attack. I'll die at home. But I mean, it's just, the stats are the stats. And and for the women listening out there, it's you, right? Yeah. I mean, you've been in nursing homes, right? I mean, it's eight guys, eight women, one guy, right? Well, unfortunately, that, the women are all 80s, too. Well, and, that, <laughs> and that's because we we need taken care of at home. And so historically, the women have they've been able to keep their husbands out of nursing homes by caring for them. And right. then when the husbands die younger, no one's there for for Is mom it, yeah. and wife to be able to care for her. So. So is your mom back home, Tony? Uh, yes, she is. I mean, okay. she's still. You know, she struggles to get around because of the her Parkinson's is getting worse and worse as she gets older. But she's at home and, and doing much better. So she was fortunate. They put her in there for transitional care for a fall, but then thought she'd need to stay in because her her, her memory went and, and her speech was slurred. But it, it turns out it was from the concussion. They misdiagnosed her. Uh, is, they thought that she had Louis bodies. Is your dad, uh, your dad still alive? Yep. So yep. he's at home with her. So yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, the, now, can people get Medicare, Medicaid? See, I did it too. <laughs> can can they get Medicaid at home? Yeah. So there are programs uh, that different states can enact or not. So depending on which state you live in, you might be able to continue receiving Medicaid at home or in an assisted living facility. In here in Ohio, we have what's called the assisted living waiver program for people that live in an assisted living facility. It can still be available to them if they meet certain requirements. Some states have not enacted that part of the Medicaid program. They don't have these waiver certificate programs. So I'm not sure about other states, but the other one here in Ohio is called the passport waiver, and that's receiving Medicaid at home. So you can still be at your house and you have in-home health caregivers that come to you as long as they are certified through the Medicaid program. And again, as long as you meet the eligibility requirements, you get a health assessment done. There's a lot of hoops to jump through, but it can still be done. It doesn't mean you have to go into the nursing home. So let me ask you a little off topic, but I hear this all the time that the private play places are like the Taj Mahal and the, and the Medicaid places are like a dungeon. Is that? <laughs> I mean, I've been. <laughs> That's yes. No, well, I'm just kidding. I've been in some places that are strictly private pay that I wouldn't send my worst enemy to. And I've been in places that are Medicaid certified in every bed that everyone's happy and the residents love being there. And so. It's all dependent on the the staff and the mindset of the the companies that run these different facilities. That um, and some of the facilities are, are both, right? That, right. So you go from private pay, and if you can't pay anymore, you go on Medicaid, but you don't have to leave. Right. Yeah. There's not a separate 
it, it's not always going to a separate community just because you've run out of money. In in Ohio here, I think there's only five or six skilled nursing facilities that don't accept Medicaid and pretty much anywhere you are in the state, if you throw a rock, you're going to hit a nursing home because they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I, I so think where my dad was, they're like, if he has to go Medicaid, he, he will find him another place. Right. But, and, but he yeah, and there, stay there. there are some assisted living facilities that only have the assisted living or independent living sides. Some of them are strictly, uh, they have a, like a, a, a secured unit for anyone right, that for, has for mental, right. For cognitive issues. Yeah, so my, my dad was behind the locked door. <laughs> that me, that's memory care unit. Memory, yeah, memory yeah. care. Yep. yep. But some of the, I mean, the one, my dad, the first one, it, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the assisted living side, they told me what it was. It was like 3000 bucks a month. I'm like, and we were at the time building a house. I'm like, <laughs> Can I move in here? Yeah. I mean, they, they had yeah. a theater. They yeah. had like, they had a, a bar. They had a happy hour every yep. other day. Yep. And it's like, really? 3000 bucks? You know, my mother in law lives there. But if she ever needed to go on Medicaid, they'd, they'd boot her out. The nicer, that's the problem. The, the nice, the nice facilities don't typically accept Medicaid. The really nice ones like that. Um, but, uh, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's the tough part. And there, there's a lot of planning. Even if uh, you know, we do a lot of uh, we call them heritage trusts, Medicaid protection trusts. That even just to save the house, because here in maybe everywhere, but here I know here in Ohio. So Tony, let's say, I, well, you're married and you, and you go to a nursing home and uh, they you're on Medicaid and they they spend a hundred thousand dollars on your care and you pass away. Well, they put a lien on your house so that when your wife transfers gets out of the house either transfers it sells it or passes away there's this lien on the house to recoup the money they paid for your care Mm. so oftentimes uh yeah you might have qualified for medicaid but you're going to eventually have this lien so these trusts are designed really to protect usually assets even most of the time we use non-retirement assets and houses just look I mean, you worked 67 years for this money. If you can protect it, why wouldn't you protect it, right? So, and I think there's a misconception, like nursing homes don't take houses, right? They're, right. they're not in the business to own real estate other than their really fancy place you're in, but right. they, they're not, they don't have 57 houses in their portfolio for the residents. It, they, they just want money. Exactly. They're not the, it's not the nursing home that takes someone's house. It's the, the state program called Medicaid Estate Recovery, which like you said, happens when someone passes away on Medicaid while still owning that piece of property. Because it's such a big ticket item, it's the easiest thing for the state to try and recoup. Well, I mean, you know, if you have a modest house, at least around here, a modest house might be a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. You could have a lien for three, four hundred thousand dollars on it. So it's gonna be gone. Right. Right. So right. It, and for you listeners, like it, like Two out of three people this is happening to, so you just need to call in. I should probably give us our number, right, Tony? Uh, yeah. F- so the law office is 216-485-1040, so you call in and, and talk to Matt or myself. And our financial one is uh, 440-886-3550, so either one of those numbers ring the same place, so you can get a hold of Matt or myself at either number. But, I mean, it's, it's just such an important topic. I mean, again, it, I mean, just look. Think of the example: two out of three houses are going to burn down. Wow. You know, either buy insurance or do something, right? 
Right. There's many different things. For some people, long-term care insurance makes sense and they can qualify from a health standpoint and it's financially available. Some people, they don't have that option. And so... Yeah, because they might, you know, we talked about some other shows, like if if you already wrecked the car, you can't go to Allstate and say, hey, can I get some insurance on this car? You know, so if you already have cognitive issues... Heart issues. Heart issues. You know, they're, they're going to say no, no. And we talked about underwriting too. Underwriting is a little different. You know, long regular life insurance, the underwriting is, look, we're being facetious. We don't really care how sick you are. Just never, ever, ever, ever die, right? So, because we're going to collect premiums for until you're 126, right? That's being a little facetious. But the long-term care is kind of the opposite. They're like, drop dead. Just don't get sick, right? So, just because you might have a heart issue doesn't mean necessarily you won't get long-term care but if you already had cognitive problems they're like okay we're, we're you're out right because we're not gonna we're not gonna let you give us a few thousand dollars and we're gonna buy a you know hundred thousand dollar claim right? right so you know they're insurance companies they want premiums and no and no um no claims so uh, but there's other stuff there's some uh, annuities and there's some life insurance and things like that 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 are hybrid products now because this is uh becoming a increasing problem but nobody's talking about a national news nobody ever talks about this and and I, the, this is i hate to use it in these times this is the next epidemic hitting our country yeah that's a t- it's a tough one well and uh, people are living longer and longer well guys uh so one more time our listeners out there if they want to talk about this or or get some advice uh, how do they get a hold of you and set up that consultation? So uh, call our office, 216-485-1040. Check out our website, anselmolaw.com, or you can call Brookside, Brookside Tax, or brooksidetax.com, and the Brookside number is 440-886-3550. I can't believe this. Uh, we're already out of time. So, Yeah, yeah, it flew by. Well, it's great to have Matt on here to talk about this because – Man, there there are a lot of misconceptions, rumors, and misunderstandings about uh, Medicaid and long-term care, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. I think the two biggest things I hear from people when I give seminars is either, well, I'm going to pass away peacefully in my bed, yeah. or I'm going to go to the nursing home and spend everything. And for me, that's a pretty wide spectrum, and and that whole gray area in between. That's that's where I practice. Those yeah. that's the times to call me and we can figure out what can be done. I have another client says, well, I got a, a big bottle of Jack Daniels and a bottle of pills by my bed. And so I'm like, yeah, but what if you forget why they're there? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, at that point, you might not know what the heck those are there for. So, yeah. all right, so we'll uh, we'll try and do a series of these and over the next few weeks. So this might be uh, uh, Nursing Homes 101 and maybe next week it'll be uh, 201 or something. Yeah. So um, stay tuned. All right, and that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 
or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.